On the other side of Texas, history has its place. On the other side of Texas, justice rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it. They say we're all wrong, but on the other side of Texas halls, we roll along. And we do roll along. Hey there, howdy. Thanks for tuning in and telling friends you hang out here on the other side of Texas where you're listening live or on the podcast. Your host, Jay West, Texas Leeson, rolling on, broadcasting from the studios that made Buddy Holly famous. And there's still smoke soot from whatever Waylon Jennings was smoking right here on these walls. You're welcome to jump in as we. Roll along, 806-745-5800 on the text line. Only text. Only text, and we'll take the really good text, 806-745-5800. Be smart, be bright, and you'll get on the program. Hey, uh, monologue today, I, I need to riff on how I think I got taken to the shed. I did the Ancestry DNA, and uh, why does the milk? I mean, it's like. I'm from Wales, I'm from England, I'm from a little bit of Eastern Europe. That that might be my complexion. Get the, I can get awfully tan in the summer. Uh, but before we jump into that, today we have Saba Nafis and John Seaborn in studio. Introduce both of them here, Saba Nafis is a PhD candidate and a Grammy winner. Thanks. Is that still feeling new? Yeah, it still feels pretty fresh. Yeah. Barely uh, getting used to Texas. Because I was in California for a week and I was like dying to come to Texas. You're dying to come home. <laughs> in a way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but PhD candidate, John Seaborn, give us your title. I'm the production director at uh, Texas Tech Public Media. Okay. So, they play the Texas Standard there. We do, yeah. 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 I'm on the television so, side, though. Oh. But, Because yes. sometimes I'm on the Texas Standard. Pretty frequently. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't win a <laughs> Grammy or anything. <laughs> and by the way, we're going to get into the Grammy thing. Okay. Here coming up. Probably towards the half hour. Sounds and good. And we're going to get Daniel, the, the digital millennial guru, on the phone. Who oh, wasn't God. able to be here in studio, and to be transparent, your husband, Daniel, the digital millennial guru, Saba. Right. Okay. Um, he makes his show happen. If you are not listening on on live air, you're listening because Daniel made it happen. But we've got you two in because new documentary coming out. John, go ahead and tell us the backstory and let's get into a conversation about it yeah so the film is uh dream with me and it looks at saba who is a, a docker recipient a dreamer um in her the path with her and her husband daniel uh who you just mentioned as they uh, apply for a green card as they deal with uh the daca being rescinded and yeah so it's a look at at immigration and personal relationships uh, and the effect and stresses it puts on those Okay, so Saba, you were sponsored by. Sponsored by. Am I saying it wrong? 
How, how did you you came in the country because you is it oh, oh right am I saying God. it right sponsored yeah yeah okay. so my grandfather was a United States citizen and he'd been here for a couple of decades and he was sponsoring my mom and her siblings and they all came to Texas Fort Worth and um, they adjusted their statuses so nobody in my family is undocumented except by the time my mom's turn came we came over um the petition unfortunately died because my grandfather died in the midst of the process and so. when when was that that was back in 04 i was 11 almost 12 okay so since then your status has been in limbo Right, so after a couple of years of that, so is we, it just you, or is it the rest of the family as well? It's it's my family and I. Okay. So, but uh, so first couple of years since after we moved, we were able to renew our visas because we came in legally with our visas and we moved were from where Pakistan. I was born in Pakistan. Okay, I yeah. only interject not because I have something smart to say, but because yeah. I'm I no, need great. to keep up with the story. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Pakistan, and then go ahead. Yeah, so that was back in '04, and we, you know, came in legally with our visitor visas, and then we were obviously trying to adjust our status. Um, we felt like we had a great chance, and we were well on our way in the process of doing that. But as we were moving, my grandfather passed away, and uh, so it turns out that what's that like? Uh, like not beyond. I mean, sure, you're heartbroken. Your grandpa just died, yeah. but. You're really in the midst of the move? Like, you're right. literally yeah. coming. Yeah, so we we had been packing up. We had been, you know, bought suitcases. We were ready to go. Uh, my grandfather was in the hospital in March. Um, my dad, since he worked for Lufthansa, the German Airlines, he was able to usually, um, you know, get tickets and visas and things, get um, all that done quickly. So mm-hmm. he was able to get my mom to come here um literally the night before he passed away so that's when she came over and then we joined uh, like a few weeks later and then because that's when we were supposed to come and yeah and we came in and uh immediately started talking to attorneys because we had our petition was filed like back in 01 or a few years before then and um i'm pretty sure our petition was even approved we just needed to wait for the interview but to do the interview you have to be back in pakistan and we'd already moved here and we were trying to figure all that out. But it turns out that if your petitioner dies, then the petition also dies. Um, we met with attorneys all over the state, and uh, that's what we could find out. I, I've learned recently that there are some loopholes in that process, and you could figure out a way out of that, but we didn't know anything like that back then. So after a couple of years of figuring things out while still continuing to renew our visitor visas, we ended up becoming undocumented. Hmm. And so that's the context of the story that you pick up and the stresses therein. So talk to us a little bit about the film and a a few parts that stick out to you, John. Yeah, so that's uh, pretty much exactly where it it picks up. Saba and Daniel had been married for about a year when I um, started filming with them, and it took a good, like, two and a half-ish years for them to get their interview. Like, I think that... People often assume because of Hollywood and stuff that you get married and then it's like the next day you get your green card and things are, you know, fine and dandy. But That's how it happened in, I think, the movie Green Card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. Or what's the Ryan Adam or not uh, Ryan um, Reynolds one with Sandra Bullock or whatever they... I can't uh, help you. I can only yeah. help you with the 80s. But but go ahead. <laughs> anyways, it, uh, so it picks up right then and, you know, I was interested in the topic because 
it was in the midst of the 2016 election and the talk of immigration as it still is was everywhere and, and DACA specifically was being talked about quite a bit whether or not it was going to be rescinded depending upon who won the election so my thought was I'd like to spend some time with uh, Saba, DACA recipient and with uh, her situation was unique not only was she a DACA recipient but like I said she was married to an American citizen and they were working through that process as well her parents were in deportation proceedings at the time um, her two sisters were both in different stages of becoming citizens themselves. Both have had green cards, and um, one was a citizen when we started, or, like, right after we started became a citizen. She became a citizen at the end of 2017. Yeah. So. But I think the stuff that sticks out to me the most is just, throughout it all, Saba and Daniel, it's really obvious how much they genuinely care about each other, Mm -hmm. and then the those normal things that seem little to, you know, married couples fighting about dinner or, you know, uh, how absent-minded of a driver Daniel is or something like that. <laughs> how much that extra stress from these large, looming thoughts. Like, I sometimes would ask Daniel, like, what happens if Saba goes back to Pakistan? And then Daniel's like, I don't... I guess I go back to Pakistan, too. Like, we don't like to think about it. Or not back to Pakistan. Him, I guess go- I go to Pakistan. Um, yeah. And so... It, it's interesting seeing those like moments of you know genuine little relationship things and then they look at like these bigger things and the comfort they take in each other um for these large issues it's it's it was nice to see i'm I'm articulating that terribly i apologize but it was nice to see how like how much they genuinely cared about each other and but it was also interesting like i said you would bring up these big questions and, like, what happens if your parents go back? What happens if, if you go back? What what does that mean for Daniel? What does that mean for Saba? Um, and, like, yeah. like they would say oftentimes, like, I don't know, I try not to think. We uh, try to only think about the positive outcome because it's it's too yeah. much. It is. Yeah. So is. you mean to tell me that people argue about things other than laundry? <laughs> yes. And doing Absolutely. dishes three nights in a row? Absolutely. I mean, we do and a lot of that arguing. Yeah, we we talk about all that all the time. But yeah, like John said, we really had some major um, issues dealing with uncertainty in the beginning because, you know, like you said, there was a period of time when I didn't know whether my case in the court would be terminated and whether my marriage petition would go through. And if that didn't go through, then, you know, and DACA had already been rescinded. And I, unlike other DACA recipients, I had a court case going on because... Um, my family and I being in that process of deportation proceedings um, mm-hmm. since 2012. And so it was, there was a lot of different factors there because we were like, oh, what if this happens? Then we're really screwed. And then with my parents, um, even now they're still finishing up dealing with being in deportation proceedings. And that's that's um, a very, very difficult thing to be in, in in terms of for your health, mental health, your your physical health. I mean, they have health problems due to having to go to ICE um, check-ins and having to deal with all the issues that ICE presents. Um, and you film this, right, John? Yeah, so... Uh, going to ICE. Yeah, so there's there is parts in the films where they obviously we couldn't go in the building with them to the check-in it's a secure mm-hmm. building or anything but um to the parking lots we went with saba and daniel to their interview when they finally got their marriage interview uh and yeah seeing just how and those are some of the more tense moments in the films where 
you know, everyone in the car is kind of on pins and needles and everyone's, you know, there's this bickering of like, you missed a turn, you didn't miss a turn. Are we going to be late? What does this mean? Are we going to miss the appointment? What what will that mean? Um, And then are my parents going to come out of the building at all? Like, you know, they're going to go in. Hopefully this goes our way and they get like a, you know, come back in six months or or whatever. Um, But there's a chance that they may not come out of the building at all. So it, there's there's those moments that you can really like feel the tension where it becomes real. It's it's more than just the sitting in their living room and asking them, "Hey, what if this?" You know, like I said, that gets scary for them. But you can actually see how physically tense they are then. And then yeah. when it the times that everything works out and and they're like, "Oh, we come back in six months or eight months or whatever," the body language of everybody, that kind of breath of relief, and everyone's shoulders drops a little bit. Um, that was interesting. Um, and the same thing that's with cool. the, you know, the whole film kind of builds up to the marriage interview. Uh, that's kind of the arc. It starts with, we've applied for this interview or for the green card um, and the process of getting to it. And so it's this big buildup and then they get to the the wedding or the interview for the marriage and they come out and it's kind of funny. They're like, wow, that was, it feels almost anti-climactic. Think, we yeah. went in and it was, it was nice and the guy was nice and it was easy and it uh you know it wasn't as scary as maybe i thought they thought it was going to be so that was also kind of interesting to see and yeah. once again there was this big stressful lead up and then a giant breath of relief afterwards yeah. uh yeah. what were you going to ask you this question after the break yeah what in your mind had you go into the worst case scenario and this is a situation i've never been in but it's a that's a question I have for you whenever we come back from the break. Why did you think it could have been so bad? Stick right with us on the other side of Texas. Take a quickie break. You're listening live right here. We've got Sob and the Feast, John Seaborn in studio, and Daniel, the digital millennial guru, joining us soon. The other part of this story. Stick right here with us. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. You were saying with a grin to the sound of hailstones hitting ten. It's loud enough, you gotta yell now The whole thing hits me like a song The pretty one won't last long Appreciate Mullen, Horton Brown helping bring you this program in studio, Saba Nafis and John Seaborn. John Seaborn out of Texas Tech and Saba is a Ph.D. candidate at Texas Tech. If you're just tuning in. You can listen to this podcast anywhere podcasts are found because Daniel, the digital millennial guru, Saba's husband, makes it available anywhere you can find a podcast. More and more people listening. Appreciate that. Uh, so we are talking about Saba's documented or undocumented story. The name of the documentary that John Seaborn's put together is Dream With Me. And it traces Saba and Daniel going from applying for a marriage interview mm-hmm. with ICE. With USCIS. Which is? United States Citizenship and Immigration Services. Okay. Uh, to the big meeting. It just kind of spans all of that. So right. the meeting that you were afraid of was not with ICE. It was with UC. USCIS. Uh, Well, generally, we are more afraid of meetings with ICE because, as everybody knows, there's almost, well, in our our opinion, uh, our um, 
opinion that stems from great experience. Um, ICE is really bad when it comes to oversight. Like since they don't have a lot of oversight, the ICE officers tend to think they can act however they want. Is that the rub? Is that like whenever we hear Democrats say we need to abolish ICE? Is, is it that they're it needs to be abolished? I... Or that, do you think it needs to be abolished? <sighs> God, that is a big question. You know, there are. Or do you think it needs more oversight? There, it's it needs a, to be it's an absolutely big factor that they need to have more oversight. I mean, that's a huge thing. Um, that's what I believe in is that they need more oversight. They need more accountability. Somebody needs to say, like, okay, how are you? They need to be videotaped. I don't know something. Somebody needs to say, like, the way you treated those people was wrong, or why did you let them do this or that, or you know, just things like that. There's almost no oversight right now, and that's something that I've actually spoken with Senator Cornyn's office about, and he and his office, um, at least during my meetings with them, agreed about it. So I think there's bipartisan support on this piece of like trying to get more oversight um, for ICE and uh, CBP and yeah. other other agencies. And I'm handling this as I'm. I'm I, I did a whole monologue yesterday about how much I dislike national politics, and I don't like the toxicity of it. I don't like much of it at all. I think that once you begin to focus on national, you begin to extrapolate all national issues on local issues. Right. It's not good for anybody. So I've mm-hmm. watched this ice debate from afar and mm-hmm. tune in and tune out, but it's interesting to me that the issue is accountability. Absolutely. With a government entity. Yes. Okay. Exactly. All right. So you guys go and you have the big interview. Right. And I asked you before the break, why do you expect the worst? Is it just because you need to be prepared for the worst? Right. So. And uh, what would the worst be? What would they say? This is a fake marriage? Uh, yeah. So in general, I mean, you know the the attorneys try to prepare you for that interview right they they give you a list of like a hundred questions i think um that it's like a question bank basically like did these you are get the- this seaborn yeah I, I think uh, we shared it we may have shared it with you when we were practicing or something yeah and i think there's a there's a really funny part in the film where they're practicing and saba is like <laughs> rattling off the questions one after another yeah i think i read every question with like no space for an answer and Daniel's trying to answer but like the way I don't know it's there's like a you know um, who made dinner last night did your partner sleep on the left side or the right side did your partner brush their teeth this morning did your partner take a shower in the morning or the evening and she's like reading them off that quick and Daniel very like kind of lackadaisical is like yeah I think I took a shower or you took a shower last night Um, I don't know I went to bed first Uh, and it's but anyways, yes, the answer is yes. But uh, I, I did see the list, and, and there is some of them, like, practicing in there. Um. So you go in, and then Daniel goes in? So usually – so that's the other thing is sometimes if immediately if an officer, a USCIS officer, sees the couple and immediately gets this hint of, like, 
oh lord this is going to be difficult this is this is not good we have a lot of suspicion they'll separate us sometimes they'll separate us from the beginning or separate us in the middle or after um so they'll do interviews together and then interview separately maybe try to ask the same questions that happens um in extreme cases like where they immediately have this feeling that oh gosh like this isn't a, a faithful marriage but luckily in ours um it, it worked out really great and we had a somewhat new newer officer maybe um who was conducting the interview and he was typing out everything all of our answers so it was really interesting because we as part of our evidence packet um our attorneys had created um we had our bank statements and you know for a joint bank account and he was like so do y'all have the debit cards that go with these statements we're like oh shoot yes we actually do luckily we had brought up our wallets with us you know with with our cards in there right um so it was it was interesting so he you know verified the numbers and then he's like typing out all these different things and he asked daniel like how do you spell um you know my sister's names and you know for somebody like daniel it's kind of tough to spell a name that is kind of long and i guess not american so um so he he got one of them right the other one he missed like one letter um and then i had to correct him and then uh we kind of laughed about it and the guy was like it's all right i i get it it's a long name you know so it was so there were parts of it where we're like oh my gosh like is this enough or what else do you want you know um so i think before then i i was slightly afraid that you know it could just go really really bad or it could go pretty okay and we'll be fine so it ended up being fine in the end so what was the resolution then oh so that was our so Did daniel when daniel like a letter so when daniel petitioned for me it's called the i130 petition um and that was to verify whether the petition is good or not and whether it would be approved so after the interview yes the petition was approved maybe you know a week or so a few days after we got the a letter in the mail um sometimes depending on who the officer is they'll approve the petition right there and say well y'all are great i'll approve it right now um but usually they'll just wait for a few days and then send in the letter so that was that but then i had to take that petition go to court and get my court case terminated and then i could submit another application for a green card um the i485 so that is the process i'm doing right now so we so you're in the how long will that process get um so we uh, submitted the application last summer around august i believe and um for the green card and it at that time the processing time was like 12 to 14 months um so now i have to have another interview for the green card same yeah. as before and yeah so but john the the premise of the documentary has to be that i would and i've not seen it yet i will see it haven't seen it yet but what an outlier this case is that she's fallen within the cracks that her sponsor died um yeah i mean it it doesn't we don't address specifically i guess what solution should be or what um like i said it really is more a look at her and it, and it's kind of obvious that that yeah her situation does kind of that there are these gaps that exist and Saba's case is one of those cases that kind of mm-hmm. exist within this within these gaps um you know but those stories are probably more common than we realize that there oh, are people okay. uh in these situations that aren't um cut and you know cut and dry black and white Had your grandfather not died mhm 
how long would it have would it have taken to resolve this? So yeah, if he hadn't passed away, then you know we would need maybe another year or two max okay. to All get right. our green cards. Yeah, so, so by like two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. Okay. We'd probably have All the right. green cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I interrupted you. Go ahead, John. Oh no, that's. I mean, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think I had finished my thought. Yeah, that it it does kind of you know Sabas cases is, is unique. But every single one of these cases is unique. Um, Each person is different. And it does kind of highlight, you know, Saba's contributing a lot. Like you mentioned, she's a a Ph.D. candidate. She uh, is studying and researching uh, mathematical biologies and looking at... Whatever Cures that to is. cancer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, most of it's over my head. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, no. I. I. You bring up a good point. I think, uh, especially in a region like this, it's very difficult to run into somebody and they say, "Yeah, we know Dreamers, and we've met tons of DACA recipients, and y'all are great." It's not really, you know, what you the no. perception that you get basically throughout the state. Mm-hmm. So this is a good look at kind of an example of what somebody has to go through. No. Yeah, and although it does. You know, it it brings up when a major policy thing happens. So, like when Doc is actually rescinded, mm-hmm. we cut to Jeff Session announcing that it's being rescinded. Um, whenever there's like a major announcement like that, um, we address specifically the policy. But most of the time, it isn't a policy-heavy film. You know, we're not talking to uh, legal experts or legal scholars or policymakers about what the options are, what the solutions are. It's really looking at what does Story, yeah. the, the day-to-day effects of this situation have on someone going through it. Yeah. So, for folks, we've got to get you out of here because you've got another documentary to show tonight, John. But uh, for folks who want to see this, how can they see it and when? Uh, so we're screening the film for the first time in Lubbock next Thursday, uh, the 21st, at 7.30 at Alamo Draft House. Um, and then I'm sure shortly it'll be on once, – once we're through with kind of the screening run and the festival run, we'll have it available on, you know, like iTunes and Amazon and um, all of your normal streaming platforms. Um, so how long is that process we'll pr- with the festivals, which I'm all about the festivals? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it just kind of depends on, on what we get accepted to and what we don't. Um, before the end of the year, we're, before the end of the year, it'll be on some sort of streaming platform. Okay. All right. John Seaborn, Saba, you're hanging out with me. Yeah. We're going to talk about you winning a Grammy, speaking of contributions. <laughs> and, uh, John, appreciate you coming in, bud. Yeah, thank you. Know that you need to jet out of here. Hey, uh, we're going to jet out to a break and be right back with you. Stay right where you are, other side of Texas. Shake the dirt off your shoes, come over, take a seat. Knock that chill off your bones. Got food on the fire, can I get you some to eat? Make yourself at home, yeah, I'm on the run. I'm looking out, searching for something that I still care about. I'm looking up to the sky. Daniel, the digital millennial guru, about to call in. Favorite of some of you. Some of you. Uh, Daniel, on the road, not able to be in studio, but he's going to call in. Hopefully he has good reception. So, Saba, you've been doing the media rounds. I mean, this is like the Saba show today. You've been doing the media rounds because only one person in the studio right now. 
has won a Grammy, and it's you. How in the world do you just... Was this just random? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say I'm the one who won it. I would say we are the ones who won it. Yeah, uh, I, okay. I just... But you you are technically a Grammy recipient. Yeah, I guess so, yes. Um, so John Diversa is the musician who wrote and arranged the music and uh, played a great chunk of it. He's a jazz professor at the University of Miami. Mm-hmm. He and a bunch of other Grammy-winning producers got together and said, hey, let's do this album that's going to focus on dreamers and what's going on in our country, and let's get them all together, dreamers who play music, and, and put them on a record. And that's what they did. And so last so year... So you play what? The organ? Oh, no. No, one, on. of our, one of our good friends, uh, Juan Carlos, he plays the organ on the album. So oh, I encourage everybody to... I was being to... facetious. That was... <laughs> No, um, maybe you've heard it already. So it's called it's called uh, Dreamers. Um, so American Dreamers, uh, Voices of Hope, um, uh, Songs of Freedom, or something like that. And it's really really amazing because you could just you just Google. I don't want you to have to remember the whole name, but you can Google like American Dreamers Jazz Album or something like that, and it'll show up because there's been a lot of media about it recently. And so the project started. I think the the idea of it started maybe a couple of years ago, and then last year in the spring um, uh, some of us went out to Miami to record and uh, we did so for about a week or so morning till night um, for quite some time um, you know played piano and sang and you know had different parts is that what you play piano yeah Oh, yeah. yeah, but but Tal Cohen, he's the pianist on there. He was he's just brilliant. He's a professional, brilliant um, pianist. Uh, so he played a lot of the a lot of the big parts in it. Um, I was able to improvise a little bit with John and then um, play along with the flute on one of the parts. Uh, one of our dreamer friends, Maria, she was playing the flute. So basically, all of us got together and we all kind of um, incorporated our musical talents or abilities and um you know built this whole album and john and his band the big band um performed a lot of it too so it was really beautiful and then john's been nominated for grammys before um so we had kind of an inkling about it happening again and of course it was nominated again um for three different categories and um it actually won in all those three categories Wait, so. did you win three Grammys? Yeah, yeah, it's actually three of them. <laughs> yeah. Did you get the award? So John, John Do gets to keep the, the award. John gets to keep the awards, but uh, we, uh, I'll get to. Kind of, be- I would feel better about it if I were you, because I would not want to worry about my home alarm every day, knowing that a Grammy's <laughs> in my house. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Um, I wouldn't want to worry about that either. And what does he do? Does he leave it on his You know, that's show? a really good question. Um, Let's call him. You know, oh God. <laughs> I, I, I could. I could. I should ask him. I was just texting with him earlier. And um, maybe air it on the radio. Maybe, maybe the University of Miami uh, will get to keep it in their trophy case. I don't know. Because, Why do they get it? Well, because we... We don't want big government taking his trophy. No, I know. Well, um, wait. Isn't that a private school? I think it's a private school. No, it's not. Is it really? I think so. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, but yeah, it's, um, so it's it's really cool, but you I don't want big corporate interest taking his trophy? No, um, it's... See, uh, I can do that both ways. All right. Okay. Yeah. But, so, wait. Ahead. So, American Dreamers, Voices of Voices of Hope, Music of Freedom. 
featuring DACA artists is, is the full name. I'm but, just going to Google Dreamers Jazz Album Grammy. Yeah, yeah, do that, okay. yeah. Grammys. Ra- Grammys, Grammys, yes. Grammys. Yeah. So if you go on Grammy.com, you can actually watch the full um, for the premiere ceremony part of it, which is when our awards were announced. Um, you can watch the whole um, live stream. Well, it's recorded, so you can watch it there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, welcome into the show. One of our uh, favorite folks around he is Daniel, the digital millennial guru. How you doing there, buddy? Oh man, I am doing great. I am in the car with uh, Tanya Hagee. We just got finished with a photo shoot, and um, that's not for Tanya. That's for you. But go ahead. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm just. Man, I am overcome, and I know you'll resonate with this, but, you know, I, I just spent a week in L.A., and here I am in West Texas. I'm just going to say, God bless Texas, right? Yeah, Sava's like, saying she missed it, too. Yeah, I like, God, I, and it's yeah. like, I'm really learning the nuance Hold on, of that okay, because, we'll, get, we'll get back to that here in a minute. We're okay, burying okay. the lead. You won some Grammys, too. Oh, yes, I want, I actually, I was uh, credited as an audio engineer uh, on the album because I recorded uh, some segments of Saba, and so technically, yes, I won as well. So, How many did you win? I think I, one. I'm, I think one. <laughs> I'm not sure. So do you like, have a, like you've got a certificate now out he, in the he studio? Will. He'll he'll yeah, get one. I'll get I'll get the same one as Saba. Yeah. And no, uh, no, no. Know, hold on. Saba's getting three. Yeah. You're only getting right. one. Well, I think so. Says the guy who's goes, getting so. none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll get one, and and Saba will get three. Uh, so yeah, I won, and it's. Uh, very strange because you know I I produce your podcast and we record so many things like in uh, my home studio and so it just I just recorded this uh, on this project for Saba and um, out in the shed yeah yeah out the, the studio shed, shed. And, and, mm-hmm. yeah a Grammy award winning shed now so dang um, we're gonna start so, calling it the Grammy shed yeah, oh, yeah let's go do a show on the Grammy that. shed. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, it, you know, I'll take a photo of it. I'll put it on my LinkedIn, and and I'll try to live up to the, you know, the honor that it is because I know so many great producers and audio engineers, like especially like Scott Ferris, right? You know, like that guy is top. He is an excellent engineer and producer, and so I'm not a Scott Ferris, so... You know, having that award is really humbling, and I just hope that I live up to it. So okay, all right, enough from you, Daniel. Let's get back with you, Saba. Um, well, <laughs> that's uh, usually how it goes too. <laughs> tell me, um, tell me, uh, what's it like? I mean, you've been on a media circus, I'm sure. Yeah. People are like, whoa, Texas Tech student. Has Kent Hans called you? Uh, no, I, I have been receiving a lot of messages and calls from all over the place. Um, folks reaching out that I haven't spoken to in years, and I, I really feel grateful and humbled. Oh, do you know what the new tagline can be for you? What? Like, with tech, it's like, from here it's possible, but mm-hmm. also... Oh, that's very true. 
Dream No Little Dream. Yes. Oh, dream wow. No Little Dream. I yeah. love that quote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you see what I did there? Yeah. 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 I do like that. Dude, you should be you, my... Why don't you tweet it out? Dream. I should. I should. That's going to be the name of the podcast. Okay, Daniel? You got it? All right. Dream No Little yes. Dream. Yes. I, okay, I, I, yeah. I love that quote. Masab and the Feast. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. in the blurb... Uh, just put stuff about like mention that you came on to. Okay, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll be sure to put that in box. Okay, all right, okay. So, still new. You won a Grammy, and so like, have you been doing two interviews a day? 15? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did uh, two yesterday. I got back into Lubbock Wednesday night and two, did two yesterday with KLBK. Um, it was great fun, and then this with you and then i think i'll be doing something with the aj next week yeah um so yeah and that's that's all i know of right now okay is sarah gonna interview you who sarah self warbrick uh no it's another person named david i believe um okay well if you run into it's about the film also the other side says hi yeah i will i will she's cool yeah yeah Yeah, she is we like her she's all right uh, so I thought what we would do is go to a break, and then what is it? The UCIS, the USCIS, USCIS. Yep. Okay. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to a break. We're gonna come back. Daniel, you stick with us, and yeah. I'm gonna be your USCIS agent, and I'm gonna ask you marriage questions. Oh my god! Oh, wow. <laughs> Can we do it? Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll keep it appropriate. Okay. And that's my only promise. Appropriate uh, and fun. Yes. J. West Texas leasing USCIS agent with Saba Nafis and Daniel, the digital millennial guru. Stay right where you are. Quickie break. Be right back on the other side. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, welcome back in to the other side of Texas. Jay, West Texas Leeson, driving you home or helping you as uh, you dry your hair or mow the yard or whatever you got going as you listen to this episode, Saba Nafis and Daniel the Dan- Daniel the Digital Millennial Guru with us. Hey, uh, I liked where that was going. Daniel the Dang Millennial Guru. I can't throw another word Weird. into it. Then then I'll just oh, be okay. completely messed up. So, a oh. little update. At the Lisa and Ponderosa, uh, we got the ring uh, doorbell, and it drives me crazy because all of these super suspicious people are always like, oh, like they're suspicious themselves. Like they are suspicious yeah. people. Like, how am I? I'm saying that wrong. They have tinfoil hats. How's that? They aren't suspicious. They're just suspicious. And always posting, like, who is this person on my porch? And I'm like, it's the mailman. That's who. Yeah. <laughs> like, they can be there. Yeah. And um, anyway, today my wife was walking the dog. She calls me and says, hey, I've got a problem. This little terrier followed us home. 
And I don't know whose it is. She said, can you put it up on the Ring app? Now, this was after, by the way, today I was driving down 50th Street. I'm old enough now that I don't speed all the time. Hardly ever do I speed. And um, I got stopped because my registration was out. It's been out for some time. Mm-hmm. And I've just not manned up and gone and taken care of it. So they gave me a ticket for that. And that's how I spent my morning was going and getting my inspection and registration and uh, all of that. I can't remember how I felt. Oh, because I was outside the courthouse whenever my wife called me and said, can you please put this dog up on the ring app? I said, okay, I guess. And it worked. They found somebody recognized the dog. And uh, it was their neighbor's dog. Wow. And But before you go too wild there, Saba, I mean, I, I know we've gone from Grammys to finding dogs in Central Lubbock. Okay. <laughs> but just before I got the email from the folks, the dog had gotten out of our fence. Gone. Oh. So he's still at large. Really? Gus the Aww. Terrier is still at large. Uh praying for the best for Gus. Disappointing, yeah. Apparently, he wasn't very far away from home, so maybe he'll make it home. Maybe Mm -hmm. an update next week on Gus the Terrier. Okay, so I'm your USCIS officer. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. Daniel, you're going to go first. Are you ready? Uh, Yes, sir. I'm ready. In what direction, east, west, south, or north, did Saba sleep on the bed last night? She slept with her feet facing east and her head facing west. I would, I would yeah, west. Yeah. yeah, not north. Yeah. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Saba, well, she, which direction did Daniel sleep last night? It was the same direction. Wait, whoa. Now I'm suspicious. I'm taking some notes. Wait, what? You're saying that his feet were also facing the east? Yes. <laughs> Who sleeps closer to the door? I do. Yeah. Oh, Daniel. The man's <laughs> supposed to sleep closer to the door, man. Well, last what kind of marriage are you running sides. here? Huh? We switched sides last night. We did. That's true. Yeah. What? Yeah, because Why? he was charging yeah. his phone on the other side. Oh, just one yeah. outlet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he had to wake up, like, super early. What kind of phone does he have, Saba? An iPhone 8. Daniel's not here to prove it. I'm I'm on it right now. Okay. (laughs) What? Hold on. We're going to put you on the other line for just a second and have you come back on. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay. Can you still hear us? Uh, yes. That's not working like it should. Is that a trick question? Uh, no. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask Saba two questions, and you're going to call right back. Okay, cool. All right. Bye. Okay. Daniel's favorite meal is? His favorite meal? Mm-hmm. He has a lot of favorites. Um, mm-hmm. I would say he really likes halim. It's this thing my mom makes. This is curry thing mixed with beef and lentil stuff. Halim. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what's Daniel's favorite movie? Star Wars. Oh, my God. Star Wars. He watches it, like, all the time, nonstop. He does. Nonstop. 
Halim and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Does Daniel wear whitey tidies or boxers? Boxers, I guess. You guess. I don't know what whitey tidies are. Like underwear. Oh, okay, okay, boxers, yeah. Okay. Daniel, are you there? Yes, sir. Um, I got some questions <laughs> to ask you. Okay. What kind of underwear are you wearing right now? Boxer briefs. Yes. Briefs. Wait, wait, I don't you know say, these terms. Briefs is like the middle. It's like whitey tidy comboed with a boxer. You said boxer. I said boxers. What color are his underwear right now? I don't know. I did not see. I barely saw him this morning. It was 5 a.m. He left. He left at 5 a.m.? He left at like 5.50 or something like that. Your favorite meal, Daniel. Hmm. <laughs> That's a tough one. I know him well enough. Here's the deal. I know him well enough that he's not going to say what you want him to say. I know. Probably not. Because he really... Okay, I'm not going to say anything. Your favorite meal. My my favorite meal would have to be Nahari. (laughs) Okay, that's what I was going to say first, but he likes Halim just as much as Nahari. No, he gets tired of the curry stuff. Nahari's also curry. He gets tired of the curry. They're both curries. Oh, they're both curries. Yes. I thought you yeah, liked Halim more. I thought you liked curry. Everything or like disliked curry. it. Well, I, I don't like it as much as I have in the past. It's, I eat it every day. So he he loves sometimes, it. He loves it. That's sometimes I just want biscuits and gravy. You're supposed to say Halim. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know about the validity of this marriage. Yeah, Papa doesn't really know me that well. You're lucky I didn't interview you. <laughs> yeah, I really. Uh, Daniel, F- F- your yeah. your favorite movie? My favorite movie, Saba knows it. She can answer this for me. I did, but you have to answer it so he can okay. validate. She she knows beyond a doubt that Star Wars is my favorite. The Force is with me now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess the marriage checks out. Does. Yeah. I mean, wow, Star Wars is what passed us through. It did. Yeah, I had some yeah. suspicions up till then. You aren't okay. a big Star wow. Wars fan. I, I. Daniel is. Oh, of course. She can. She can. She can speak to how big of a Star Wars fan I am. I. I. I love Yoda. Yoda's yeah. my favorite. All right. Uh, so back to the. The stuff that doesn't involve me, which gets boring. Oh. I'm just oh. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it does. It's my ego. Um, but you have, um, where do you stand right now with the courts and everything else? What uh, are you waiting on? With our immigration process? Yeah. Yeah. So we're waiting for our green card interview. So we applied for the green card last year. Uh, around the summertime and we're still waiting for that interview to happen and hopefully it will and then we'll get our uh, I'll get my green card do you get a one up in the process winning Grammys or anything like does that get you bumped up a little well, bit there is a process where if you if you receive an award as an artist you can receive a visa like an artist visa or a genius visa mm-hmm. I think that might be what it's called yeah so they there are some people, there are some dreamers on the John Diverse's album that are looking into pursuing that. 
yeah, it's, it's a long, difficult process. So I don't. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, at least maybe one or two people that are possibly considering it, um, yeah. because they're, you know, full time musicians and artists, and mm-hmm. um, it's really a, a great thing for them and for everybody, yeah. really. But yeah, I think that process is going to be tough, regardless, because you know we're coming from almost like a no status situation. And then going to a status situation, no. that's, that's tough. So, yeah. uh, going to close out here. You need us to Google Dreamers Jazz Album Grammy. Yeah. And we'll find American the Dreamers. Music. Yep, yes. the, the album. Yep. And um, can you... I give one more shout out to a, a Lubbock, Lubbockite that won a Grammy? Yeah, go ahead. DJ Spark. He I, did. He, he won one as well, and uh, he accomplished musician. I worked with him um, and LSO on a video project uh, two weeks ago. And yeah, so it was very like serendipitous, very like cool that he won one as well. And and I just want to say congratulations to him. Yeah, and I was. I think l- he is. He needs a little bit of a, a, some press as well. Yeah, I was listening to his name being called out as part of the the group that won that, and and I was like, DJ Spar, that's that's our DJ, is that it? So I I, yeah. I sent a screenshot of that um, screen to you, Daniel, during the awards. So yeah, that's I really saw cool. that. It's really cool. Wait, y'all didn't sit together at the awards? Now he I'm wasn't able to, to come. USCIS. He guy. wasn't able to go. No. He wasn't able wasn't to attend able the actual to. awards. They didn't ceremony. let you in. No. They didn't he didn't have a in. ticket. We don't like your kind around here, Daniel, the digital no. millennial guru. <laughs> Next year, though, we'll go. Wait, again. you're going to win another grant? Oh, I'm not saying I'm going to win. Oh. I'm just saying, you know, we'll try yeah. to I don't go. know if I ever want it. I, have, I am okay with California, but I'm a little, like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> So uh, that was horrible. But you're kind of breaking character, man. You're supposed to be like oh. at home there and that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was super chill, bro. Yeah. Okay. Look, I went into the dispensary. They were talking about my energy. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about my energy in that That's way. That's better. <laughs> That's better. And Steven, the guy that we stayed with, he had his crystals, right? And he like, it was great. He laid them out. Yeah, he laid them out. And for the first time, I was able to experience my aura. <laughs> and it was, it was very enlightening, man. Okay. Now I'm getting uncomfortable. Daniel, we'll see you soon, buddy. All right. See Appreciate you. you. Saba, thanks for coming in. Thank Folks you. Folks want to follow you along on Twitter. Follow like a big documentary. That was the other thing I was going to say is Dream With Me is uh, where the documentary and then the Grammy-winning album. Uh, people want to follow you along on Twitter. You are? Saba Nafis TTU at Saba Nafis TTU S A B A N A F E E S T T U. All right, so come back soon and let's talk about mathematical biology. Will do. Sounds good. Sounds difficult. Sounds like it's the end. Gonna get home. Gotta get home. Great family above average dinner waiting for me at the Ponderosa, and then some Grace Leeson basketball tonight. The Texas Tech Red Raiders. Tomorrow, thank you for tuning in. Again, as always, uh, thank you for telling friends that you hang out here and you can get the podcast anywhere you can get a podcast. I appreciate you. You're the reason why we're here. We'll see you next edition. Other Oh, 
Check out the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, Amarillo Globe News, Politics of Place on Sunday at a uh, Amarillo Globe News or Lubbock Avalanche Journal near you. And that's just me raving on. Keep on raving on, buddies. Rave on. Step over it.